If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Good to have you on board here on Follow the Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. In this hour, we have uh, door number one or door number two. That's in 15 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, Paul Stone's going to join the program, professional sports better. He'll give us his breakdown and best bets. In Conference USA today, a couple of win totals, an outright winner, and his best bets at the Open Championship. And here, Paulie and I are going to begin talking Major League Baseball. Uh, some big games going on today. The beginning of a, a you know handful of series that start on this Tuesday, including the Brewers. This is the early game of the day, six forty yeah. p.m. Eastern Time. Brewers at the Phillies. It's Tehran going against Nola. Tehran actually had, believe it or not, his first six starts with the Brewers. I would absolutely call legit since it was five and two thirds seven earned runs four home runs in one game followed by six innings and six earned runs in the next more on his matchup that he has today with Bryce Harper in a minute Nola has allowed four plus earned runs in six of his last nine starts and in 10 starts overall on the season and you're looking at a beefed up total here today of nine and a half yeah, I wanted Nolan the Phillies, but not at this price. This is this is up there, a man. Uh, and you still find the Phillies twenty-five to one to win the World Series. It'll be tough. You have to go wild card and then probably take on Atlanta. But uh, Tehran, thirteen runs allowed, last two starts. Uh, Brewers playing good ball though. I mean, you look at this now; they're ten over five hundred. Yep. So I mean, they still have you know if they stub their toe and they don't win the division, they have the wild card there. Two ways to get in for the Brewers, but. Uh, Philly's playing well. Harper finally hit a home run, ended the drought. I couldn't believe that. What are you, with 37 games without a home run? Well, as they take three out of four. We're going to go ahead. That could be a good sign. Yeah. Have you seen his career numbers here today? Yeah. This is absurd. This is the following numbers here, folks, is Bryce Harper versus Julio Tehran. Tehran. 60 career plate appearances. He is 19 of 47 for a 404 average. He has nine home runs. He has nine home runs off Julio Tehran. Uh, he's yep. in the three dollars or plus. I think actually plus three sixty is is worthy of a bet today. Sounds good. So I can, yep. I mean that's that's got to be one of the best individual yep. matchups against any pitcher in it baseball. Was big. It feels like a run's coming too. I mean they win three out of four against the Padres. The big comeback in game one of that doubleheader. So uh, I think at this point we're very confident they're going to make the playoffs. And again, shocked they didn't go in our draft here as well. But. Yeah, this is so fun with this. You just want to fast forward to September I know. and see how this plays out. And it's a great card today. And, uh, you know, look at the Red Sox again. The Red Sox won again last night. What do they They have to go for this at the deadline. They're a game and a half out. They have to go for this and, and make a move. And what happened? You know, the Orioles, do they try to get Bieber? This is a big start for Giolito. He could be uh, on the move. Sure. Uh, he's been great for the White Sox. He could be a guy that could be had at the deadline. But you know what? We had Scott Tribuco in yesterday, uh, a big player here at Circa, 
And he wa- he looked at Boston. Did you ask Bennett about the Red Sox? Because they were 88-1 to 1 before the draft, and they moved them to 50-1. to 1. And uh, imagine you have that ticket in your pocket. But they have the best record in July. They're 10-2. and 2. They're going with an opener today, and I think it's funky cold Medina uh, for the A's. And now the A's have lost eight in a row. But, you know, this stuff's contagious, right? I mean, you, you start to believe. You put together a winning streak, and suddenly you're like, eh, we're at 500, whoop-de-damn-do. And then whoop, all of a sudden we get hot. Everyone else is struggling. The Rays aren't playing good ball. Oop, we're a game and a half no, out of this. This will continue, and I'll tell you why. They're ten and two now, and in July. Yeah, and you got to go for this again. Not to beat a dead horse. They were seventy-five to one here at yep. Circa for most wins in this month. Yep. Had him dialed yep. in, ready to go, and said, "No, I'm just going." Yeah, it's unfortunate, anyway, but yeah, it's so. a long ways to go. But this, and also kudos, they did this at WinBet. This is a great idea. They put this prop up yesterday, and I know our guy on Ness and Sammy P tweeted it out. Who's going to have more wins at the end of the year? The last place team in the East or the division winner in the Central? It's a great prop. <laughs> that is a great prop. Awesome prop. So this, and I, you have to take the last place team, right? I mean, this is historic what they've done. You talked about it yesterday. It's the first time in history that a whole division has got to 50 wins and fewer than 95 games. But the Yankees lose. But the Yankees are the Yankees have 50 wins, and the Twins are a game over 500. Yankees lost, but so do the Twins. Yeah. So it, will it be the this Yankees is, then? I, the oh, Yankees finish finishing last place? Oh, that's a tough call. What happens at the deadline? What do you think? The, I mean, come on. I mean, the, can you imagine Cashman the, with a gun and a ski mask? The exact the order of finish in this division to begin the year. Oh, I mean, if it if it lands like Great Tam- call. Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, and New York, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine what that price would have been. Did you see, Luke? Is it still in play? Yeah, it goes in order. The AL East to the AL Central yeah. goes right in order. If you stack the two divisions on yeah. top of each other. What a debacle. Yep. Uh, and under 500 might win that division because I, I think Cleveland is going to move guys at the deadline. But then we can't we can't forget about the Tigers. The Tigers are four back in the loss column after the win yesterday in the Minnesota loss. Well, so uh, what can, a fiasco. You can still find this. If you want, you can still find the Tigers at a massive number to win that division. I think I re- I saw as high as like 27 or 30 to 1 on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, are you surprised here that Musgrove is a small favorite on the road yeah. for the Padres against Toronto and Alec Manoa? Well, he's been filthy, though. You know, uh, Manoa's good for him. He had a good start against Detroit coming back after being sent down and his horrible season. So, but then again, you're going against a tough outfit here. But again, uh, the Padres have been a major disappointment. The offense has been the issue. But this is, you, you, you we're this close to writing them off. I don't care who's on your team and all this talent to be this many games under 500 in, in your eight back. So and now, and now there's talk about this team, and there has been talk about this team being sellers. Imagine and that. Not only has it been Juan Soto, but other names now brought up uh, Blake Snell. Oh. And I'm holding 150 oh, no. to one on him to the Cy Young. Oh, he's four to one at some spots. Oh, he's now. a third guy in the board. By the way, you see what we get Thursday? No. Oh, buckle your seatbelts. We get Zach Gallen versus Spencer Strider on Thursday. Yeah, but the game's is it in Atlanta? It's a it's in Atlanta. it's in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he's got an ERA of five on the road. Yeah, yeah, but, okay. I still, I mean, that I gotcha. that could go yeah. a long ways towards uh, that sure, race. Sure, anyway. that's a big one, right? But uh, Snell and there was somebody else brought up. Um, well, I, I'd get rid of Soto. I mean, this is just well, what a, what abomination. So here's the way I would look at this game today. I I don't want to bet the pod race in any game, basically. Right. right. And he's favored. He's in buck fifteen. That's pretty much the same number for the first five. I would look at Musgrove maybe first five, and then just hopefully they get there like 2-1 and then just stop paying attention to the game. Because Musgrove, yeah. since May 26th, this is a name to watch, by the way. Maybe he makes a move in the Cy Young. He's 7-0 with 55-plus innings pitched, a 1.79 ERA, 0.96 whip, uh, about 9 Ks per nine, a little bit less than that. And here's the key why no... His hard hit rate is 19.7% allowed since May 20th. That is like elite of the elite class that we're talking about here with Musgrove. Yeah. And now, if that's an updated number, a DraftKings in, the Blue Jays are minus 120, Padres are even money. They're playing great. They're starting to hit. They're averaging almost six runs per game in July. I'm speaking of the Blue Jays, and the Padres continue to be a mess and a major disappointment right up there with the uh, Mets with that absurd payroll. So these are some big series here where you're right. With two weeks until the deadline... Padres and certainly the Mets could be moving guys and uh, uh, this thing's wide open in terms of who's going to get in and who's going to move people as well and that's and the Mets Carrasco is going against Giolito and Giolito a two four five ERA in his last seven starts he's out there I mean he, he he they could be moving him and he's auditioning 
to go in a pennant race and get out of that bad situation with the White Sox, and Carrasco's been a gas can at home. Mm-hmm. Walk in the ballpark, ERA of seven in home games, and yet he's $1.15. Uh, I don't understand it. I mean, you figure it out. And I will say this, too. Uh, I, the Orioles could use a win today. Now, I know they had the eight-game winning streak, and they blew a 3-1 lead in the six yesterday. Just get it to the B- Batista in the pen, the back end of the pen, which they couldn't do. But it's Urias tomorrow against Cosmo Kramer. I mean, this is they could get swept here. Grove is going against Wells, and they better get to Grove. This should be an over. And they snuck over the total of nine yesterday. But Grove with an ERA of almost seven. See if Wells can hold down the Dodgers, keep them in check, and if they can get to Grove, uh, see if the Orioles can get the win. But, the, you know, I'll tell you, look, t- did you mention this? Mookie bets for MVP? How about the year this guy's having? Oh, it's amazing. Now, it's falling all the way down to 7-1, but he's the second choice in some spots. But the Dodgers are third in runs, fourth in OPS, second in home runs. They can mash. So you look up every day, and it's like, who are they throwing today? Who's this guy? And it hasn't mattered. Now, the Giants still hot on their heels, and they make up that suspended game. They pick it up in the eighth inning, tied at two against the Reds, second and third, one out. The Giants won't go away, but the Dodgers still playing great ball in the first place, even with all these injuries dealing with, well, guys in the pitching staff. So uh, that, that's a good matchup uh, here, too. And yeah. So that that's the thing, right? They're going to pick that game up today. Yeah. Uh, Webb was really good yesterday. Yes. Again. What's but- going on with the Reds' offense? Why can't they uh, hit all so, this? Suddenly disappeared. Yeah, it nope. really did. But here's the, and, and again, this is going to be a little bit tricky because of the rain, the weather. But I will point out again that Luke Weaver is mm. scheduled to go today for the Reds. And his numbers in innings one through three on the year, he has a 6.60 ERA. The FIP is 5.3. The WHIP is 1.5. And he's allowed nine home runs. When you break it down even further than that, his first inning numbers on the year. So he's made 15 appearances on the season. He's allowed 24 earned runs in the first inning. That's an ERA of 14.4. The whip is 2.67, and it would be three home runs per nine only in the first inning allowed today. So, again, this game's pending weather. We'll find out exactly what it's going to be like, but you, you need to bet, like, Giants to score a run in the first inning, team total over. You just need to continue to do this. It, it, it hasn't cashed every single time, but... Yeah. Trust me on this. More often than not, when you're fading Luke Weaver, it has come in now for a long, long time this season. And oh, by the way, he's Clefani overall. That's I mean, hence the total here is 11, despite the Reds' bats, you know, just I know. going bye bye here lately. I know it's scary time here. Now this this can't continue for the Reds. They got to snap out of it. Um, incidentally, the Yankees have a two game lead over the Twins. If you want to bet that prop, okay. Um, and we got a good tweet here. The the Phillies they have a stretch where they play 19 of 24 at home. And there's, a, there's some Nats and Royals in there, too. Oh, it's coming. In fact, it's been here probably for a little wow. bit now with that team. Uh, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, door number one or door number two will compare touchdown passes between quarterbacks, 4,000 yards passing, which wide receiver is going to have more receiving yards or touchdowns next here on VEASAN. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. 
And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Going fast puts lives on the line. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast, you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up to you. Paid for by NHTSA. It's time to play everyone's favorite follow the money game. Live from the VEASAN studios. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? This is door number one. New high score, is that bad? What's that mean? Did I break it? Or door number two. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Here's Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard. Hi, Paulie. Last year, Tua Tunga Viola threw for 3,548 yards in 13 games played. Deshaun Watson had career highs. Well, back in 2020, he threw for 4823. In 2018, he threw for 4,165. So door number one this year, Tua, to have 4,000 passing yards is plus 110 at DraftKings. Or Deshaun yeah. Watson, 4,000 passing yards is plus 250. Yeah, I have to go door two. Because, uh, you listen, the guy took three concussions last year, and if it happens again, and they're going to be careful anyways. If someone breathes on him, they're going to be careful with how they... And now you got a serviceable backup in Mike White, too, but this is... It's, a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate story because it could end his career. And he thought about retirement in the offseason. But it's a big if. Yes, if he stays healthy, it'll be video game numbers. You know, can, can Watson do this? Can he bounce back? I think he will. But I would have to go door two just with the, the injury concerns that Tua has. I'm going to uh, check off how many we agree on here. All right. Totally um, in alignment here. I would have to go Watson. Uh, door number one, Trevor Lawrence. To have 4,000 yards passing is even money, or Jimmy Garoppolo to have 4,000 passing yards is plus 175. Yeah, door one. Door one all day of the week. He really came on at the end of last year uh, and played some great ball, especially in that comeback win against the Cowboys. Garoppolo is going to get hurt. It, you know, rest assured something happens to Tua, but Garoppolo is another guy who can't stay healthy. And he's a warrior. I give him full marks out there. He's playing with several injuries the last few years and what he was dealing with the NFC title game when they lost to the Rams. But it just, yeah, I don't trust that offensive line. And plus, what if he doesn't have Jacobs? If he holds out, right. oh, my God. And they're forced to throw. So I just, Jimmy's going to miss time. And it could be a bad year for the, who knows, maybe the Raiders even tank. That's on the table, too. Because you got to get one of these quarterbacks next year. Yeah, Lawrence had 4,113 last year. Garoppolo had a career high, 3,978 in 2019. He played in 16 games. He's never actually thrown for 4,000 yards once in his career. Uh, door number one, Jamar Chase to have 1,500 plus receiving yards, plus 250, or Cooper Cup ah. at plus three dollars. Boy, that one's tough. I guess I'd have to lean door one. Just because of the great connection with Burrow and Chase, and I don't know about Stafford, and it could, uh, you know, could Cup have an injury? But oh, that one's hard. I don't know. What do you think? I'd have to, I'd no. have to take Chase, but that, that one's that Chase is my guy. Yeah, Chase is my guy. He uh, last year only played in twelve games, had over a thousand yards. The year before, as a rookie, at fourteen fifty-five. But this is interesting, though, about Cooper Cup. 
the year that he was in the MVP mix and he had 1,947. How many other 1,000-yard years, just 1,000, not 1,500, how many other 1,000-yard years has Cooper Cup had? The answer is one. He had 1,161 in 2019. So that's it. I was blown away when I saw that. Okay, all right. Door number one, Justin Fields to go over 825.5 rushing yards or Josh Allen to go over 550.5 rushing yards this year. Absolutely door one because Fields had almost 1,200 yards last year. And I think there has to be a point of emphasis and, and, and for Dorsey and the Bills to tell Allen, cut it out, don't do that. Only when we need it. Only when it's like fourth and short or third and, and short when we need to move the sticks do you do something like that. Because you can't have something happen to Allen. So while he's a beast and hard to bring down, much like Fields, I don't think he should be running much and scrambling much. And that's Fields needs to work on his accuracy and becoming a thrower. But what he did last year was nuts. How many rushing yards he had. All, he can't get to 830? All fair points. This is the first one that we disagree on. I'm going to go Allen over 550 okay. and a half. His rushing yards by year, Josh Allen, 762, 763. There's a 421 in there, a 510, and another 631. I think Fields wow. could get hurt. Yeah, Josh that's Allen. true. Well, that's also with Allen, too. You know, run on a bounce. He could. Don't take these guys on as well. Okay, so where are you at with the Jets? Okay. What so do you think's going to happen we, with the Jets? We know what you think about Garrett Wilson. Yep. So Wilson to go over 8.5 receiving yards is plus 120 at DraftKings, or Chris Olave to go over 5.5 touchdowns, even money with the Saints. Well, I think Wilson has a big year, though, in terms of yardage, and he's available 30-1 to 1 to lead the league in receiving. He's, he's already talked about the being on the same page in a great rapport with yep. Rodgers. You go from the worst quarterback to a Hall of Famer, and he had 1,100 yards last year. I just don't see where the touchdowns are coming from. Door two. You know, I don't love Carr, but Olave had four last year with that Motley crew that he had to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I, I just don't think – I think Rodgers will spread it around and there will be more, you know, running back and, and stuff inside the red zone. That's a big ass to get nine touchdowns, though. From, from Rodgers. I, I would say Olave. Oh, we agree again. I would go Olave over five and a half. Uh, Tyree Wilson to go over 6.25 sacks, even money. Or Will Anderson to go over eight and a quarter sacks, also even money. Uh, you can punt. I, I have to punt on I, I would Am actually, I allowed to punt? I'll you punt. are. You are. Because honestly, if this was uh, door uh, one, door two, or door three, I would take door no. three and probably go the under on both guys. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers to go over 20 and a half passing touchdowns minus 105, or Russell Wilson to go over 24 and a half at minus 120. Door one. I know I have concerns about Hackett, and his his stops as offensive coordinator as a play caller have been atrocious. It's been a, it's been an unmitigated disaster. But it's still it's Aaron Rodgers with something to prove and a chip on his shoulder. Who knows? This might, it might be it. This is it might be it. This is Russell Wilson now, which also you know you can blame Hackett. For what happened last year too and then can Peyton elevate him and get this is a tough one get Wilson back but Rodgers it seems I mean oh he had a bad year well look what he had he still had 28 touchdowns though, right last year so he has weapons now with the Jets and maybe part of the problem last year was Rodgers and not developing that rapport and showing up to camp early with these young wide receivers okay so I probably one. actually go both guys over this year to be honest I know you're not supposed to do that because uh so many things can happen that would help out the under but I how many non-injury related years has Rodgers thrown for fewer than 20 and a half touchdowns? Actually, it's been five, which I couldn't believe. And then how many times has Wilson thrown for fewer than 24 and a half touchdowns? That number is three. But I think Wilson absolutely bounces back. And I, I You do? But, yo, yeah, I do. All right. I, I, I buy into that. Yep. All right, that's fine. Uh, door one. Okay. You just, you just went. So this is the perfect guy to ask. Las Vegas when it's 117. Door two, Austin, Texas. 98 degrees with 95% humidity. I, I go door one every day of the week. Yeah? I, I'm taking the 117, and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, it is hot. It's warm. I mean, it feels like for people that have never been out here, it feels like somebody's walking around with a hairdryer on your face the whole time. But at least I'm not sweating. Austin is like a mini version of Miami. Not quite that bad. And Miami, oh, Miami by, was bad. By the way, like... Have you been to St. Louis in August? I have been. What is that rate? That was 100 with like 95%. I mean, it was just, yeah, your reaction says it all. Now, true Texans told me, Mitch, Austin's really nothing compared to Houston. And they actually said Houston is Miami, oh, not Austin. Okay. So, all right. But 
I mean, we were, yeah, I was there for four days. It's like you step outside once, you're like, I just took a shower. Now I got to take another one. <laughs> All right. Uh, door one. Now he's at it again now. Door one, Damian Lillard. Door two, James Harden. You're an NBA GM. Which guy do I take? Yeah. Now remember, Lillard makes 60 million when he's 36 with that contract. I'm still uh-huh. taking him. Are you? Yeah, he's a better player than James Harden. No, Harden's at it. I only want to go to the Clippers. If you've ever been pro owner, ever, shame on you. But this is so bad with this player behavior, you're actually like rooting for the owners. Guys, you can't do this. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to tank. You know, especially Harden, who has tanked and shut it down on multiple organizations. Yeah, yeah. That's the risk you're running if you're Philly. And apparently the relationship's fractured with him and Maury. But... I mean, if Harden comes back and he's unhappy, we've seen what he does. He dogs it. I can't pay you $50 million a year, and then you're like, I want out. And if you don't trade me, I'll dog it. Oh, by the way, I only want to go to one team. I'll tell you right now, I would rather... We started the show today talking about running backs and how they got the franchise tags yesterday. I would much rather pay a running back more money, probably too much money, than pay these NBA contracts to 98% of the players. Guaranteed. There's like 2% of the players that are worth it, in my opinion. These contracts are... They have to do something about this. Yeah. They have to. And they not only that, then they just dominate, like you said, and they control whatever they want to, wherever they want to go, whoever they want to play for, whatever they, the next move is going to be. But no, at this point, I still take, and I would take, I would say, man, 60 million is going to hurt. But give me him over James Harden pretty much every time. Very good. Our guy Luke here, our producer. Running backs drafted in the top 10. Barkley went number two in 2018. Fournette McCaffrey went top 10, 2017. Zeke top five in 2016. Yeah, okay. Well, just look how they value. Look at the draft. Yeah. Where you just don't get much running back action anymore. Up next, professional sports better Paul Stone's going to join the show. We'll get his best bets in Conference USA. That means win totals and an outright winner. That's next here. Follow the money. Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. Great menu as always. MLB, the NFL, DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. Get up there and good luck. It's a double shot with Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. We'll talk golf coming up and preview the Open Championship We'll start with our conference previews. And uh, last time we talked to you, we talked to you, you previewed the American Athletic Conference, which has a, uh, a lot of turnover and some new teams. And a lot of these teams came from Conference USA. And this used to be a very good league now, just been decimated by the changes in college football. It's been a great college basketball conference for years and the success they've had uh, in the madness. So the conference is watered down, Paul. They lost. UTSA, North Texas, UAB, Florida Atlantic, Rice, and Charlotte. They add Liberty and New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State, Kennesaw State will be joining the league next year, but also a couple of these teams aren't eligible as well to win the title with Conference USA. Yeah, I tell you, they lost a total of nine schools, actually, Paulie. They also lost, I believe, I don't know if you mentioned Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. So they have just been cannibalized, if you will, a league in massive transition, again, with the additions of uh, former FCS members, uh, Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State. You've got a nine-team league, but when we're talking about betting outrights, uh, the two newcomers in their first year in the FBS, Sam Houston mm-hmm. and Jacksonville State, not eligible for the league title. So only seven teams uh, in the bettable pool uh, to win Conference USA. Wild. Very good. And uh, it's unfortunate what's happened uh, with the league. And now you'll see what it is from a future standpoint with a lack of options here. All right. Let's how about some win totals that you like. Take it away with Western Kentucky, who a lot of people have as the favorite to win the league. Right. And, uh, you know, Western Kentucky, first of all, uh, you know, they're my team to, to, to win the league outright. You know, you can find them as uh, favorable at, as plus 135 at FanDuel. But it's just extremely difficult for me to look at anyone to win this league besides Western Kentucky. 
they're just, you know, head and shoulders above the other six eligible teams. You look at their offense, they averaged more than 36 points a game last year, uh, more than 44 points a game in 2021. Their quarterback, Austin Reed, he went in the portal uh, after last season after he threw for over 4,700 yards and 40 touchdowns, but ultimately decided to return to Western Kentucky. Actually have the Hilltoppers power rated seven and a half points higher than Liberty, which is the second highest rated team in the conference wow. by my Ooh. rate. It would be a major upset in my mind if Western Kentucky didn't make the conference title game. They'll likely be the host. And I think it would be a, a you know a moderate upset if it didn't win the title. So I like Western Kentucky to win Conference USA at plus one thirty five. And then looking at their win total, uh, their win total at over eight posted at uh, eight and a half, and you can get the over at plus money at both FanDuel and DraftKings. You guys probably know, but I utilize my own formula to make regular season win totals, and I'm usually you know right in line with the house. But that wasn't the case this season with Western uh, Kentucky. I actually set the Hilltoppers' regular season win total at nine, heavily juiced to the over. You know, looking at their schedule, Western Kentucky, they're going to be a road underdog at both Ohio State and Troy on successive Saturdays in September. I project the Hilltoppers, they're going to be getting about 31.5 points in Columbus, so that's going to be a likely loss. They'll be getting around six points at Troy. But I believe they're going to be favored in their remaining 10 games, and by more than a touchdown in the majority of those games. Again, their offense uh, far superior uh, to any of the other Conference USA teams. Austin Reed is by far the league's best quarterback, hands down. Most of their top rushers return. They have a wide receiver of Malachi Corley, one of the nation's most productive returning receivers. Had 101 catches last year for almost 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, you just look at this team. They've got too much offensive firepower again. I see them winning nine or ten games. Take Western Kentucky over eight and a half regular season win, uh, wins uh, at plus money. Again, plus 114 uh, today there at FanDuel. Yeah, Paul, I'm looking at their schedule right now. And based on the odds to win this conference, okay, so uh, Western Kentucky in that plus 135 range, which you recommended, is available. Um, I'm seeing as low as plus 115. But behind them, you have Liberty in the plus 240, plus 250 range. And then Middle Tennessee State, you know, double that, $5 or higher. Well, they get both those teams at home. They do play at La Tech uh, in conference. And that game comes up in early October. But La Tech is 10-1 to 1 to win the conference. So, I mean, even their toughest uh, conference games are going to be at home this year for Western Kentucky. So it appears as if, you know, they do catch a break. Yeah, I mean, it's just a favorable schedule, as you said. And when you have just seven teams in a pool, even though Western Kentucky, you know, at the best odds we find at plus 135, not super attractive, but the other six teams, you're not going to really find, I don't think they're going to be as fairly priced when there's only, you know, a seven-team pool. So taking a long shot in a pool of that few teams is, is not as viable, maybe in other conferences with, you know, 14 teams. So, you know, for me, Western Kentucky, just a clear favorite. Yep and the most bettable team in the outright market. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Vies in the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone, our guest, previewing Conference USA. Uh, a lot of books have UTEP way down the list to, to win the league, but Phil Steele in his magazine has UTEP uh, behind Western Kentucky and finishing in second place in Conference USA. UTEP won five games last year. They return 15 starters. What do you think of UTEP this year? Yeah, this is another team, you know, that I'm going to recommend to take the over. Their uh, total uh, posted at five and a half, seeing it at minus 115, uh, looking at Caesars uh, at the present. So you look, first of all, when you handicap a regular season win total, it's quite obvious, and we talk about it most weeks, but you have to make a deliberate examination of a team's schedule, you know, who they play and where they play them. I think that's perhaps the most important single element in handicapping regular season win totals. UTEP, they're obviously going to be a road underdog at uh, Arizona. They'll be a road underdog at Northwestern and also at Middle Tennessee. And additionally, they're going to be getting home, uh, points at home rather against league favorite Western Kentucky. The Miners, they might be getting small points at home against Liberty, but I have that game right now uh, judged as a virtual toss-up uh, as we speak in mid-July. So I see UTEP is almost certain to be favored in seven games 
and probably as many as eight, their quarterback, Gavin Hardison. He doesn't knock you off your feet with his statistics, but he's a steady hand, has a strong arm, plus he possesses the experience of 29 career collegiate starts, so he's a veteran uh, presence. They also have a veteran tailback in Dion Hankins, has almost 1,800 career rushing yards. They've got a returning 1,000-yard receiver in Tyron Smith. And very important, they have perhaps the best offensive line in the conference with four returning starters, a collective 122 career starts. Defensively, they return all-conference uh, caliber players at all three levels. Their defense will at least be able to hold serve in Conference USA. Six wins, to me, looks like the floor for this UTEP team. So I'll take uh, UTEP over five-and-a-half regular season wins at minus 115. Very cool. You can also listen, mm. download, and subscribe to Paul's podcast. It's called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. He's going to hang around for one more segment. He is uh, big into betting uh, the PGA Tour golf in general on a weekly basis. We'll get his best bets for the Open Championship. But here's also like the kind of guy that Paul is. And Paulie, when we went to Austin last week, um, Paul Stone lives in Tyler, Texas. What, what is that, four hours from Austin? Yes, sir, about four hours, huh? He, he says, <laughs> hey, Mitch, um, how about this? I'll come and pick you and Lorraine up, his wife, Abby. So Abby and I will come and pick you and Lorraine up. You name the spot. We'll go to have lunch on Friday, anywhere you want to go in Austin. So they were making a trip. He's up in South Dakota now, as he talked about, right. up in Sturgis. But pick because we were Ubering the whole weekend. He's like, we'll pick you up. We'll go. We went to this spot called the Oasis. Oh, my God. I showed you pictures and video during the break. I had no idea a spot like that existed, Paul. What? How, how popular is this place called the Oasis? We have like a minute here. Up on a, what is that, Lake Travis? The view's unbelievable. Yeah, Lake Travis, west of, uh, west of Austin. You know, a lot of people, when they think of Texas, especially if they've never visited, they think of all these flatlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you found out, Texas has got some some rolling hills and uh, the view of the oasis, which is kind of set into a, a hill overlooking Lake Travis uh, there west of Austin, just uh, phenomenal. Uh, the oasis has been around as long as I can remember. I don't know when it was constructed, but it, it's got to have been there at least 40 years. But it's a very popular spot, obviously, with, yeah. the, uh, yeah. with the sunset to the west. Just a beautiful right. spot. Go to it if you're ever in Austin. I was shocked by the picture. Shocked. Yeah. But I, I'll never doubt this guy. He doesn't have time to bleed. I mean, this is a guy who once slammed his thumb in the car door and so did the interview with us. He did. <laughs> they did Incredible. I mean, to offer that, I mean, he didn't have to go yes. out of his way no. to say, hey, we'll come and pick you up and we'll go to lunch. And it was, oh, we had lunch for, for like him. three hours. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so Paul's going to hang around coming up next again. Uh We'll get his best bets for the Open Championship. He was on Robert McIntyre at the Scottish at 105-1. to He's not betting him in the outrights this week, but he is betting him in one form or another. We'll find out how he is going to attack it with Robert McIntyre this week at the Open Championship next. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time 
with the customers, that is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest. Got to have this. It's awesome because you can sort by sport and date. And you got the World Cup with the women starting tomorrow. Preseason football right around the corner. No limited access to the vcin.com slash picks page. Again, sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Who has the hot hand? ROI. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a vcin pro subscriber today. $19. vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, as we continue here with professional sports better Paul Stone, we, he had a, a good breakdown of Conference USA in the previous segment. He also loves to bet uh, golf, and he does it every single week. He had, get this, I mean, he had Robert McIntyre last week at 105-1, to 1, and he was within a whisker of winning that thing, and then Rory birdied both 17 and 18 to actually win the Scottish. So based on that and the current odds, you're not going to recommend McIntyre to win this week. I mean, the odds are completely... They vanish at this point, Paul, any value on him. But you are going to bet him in another market. What is your approach? What is your advice to betting Robert McIntyre this week? Well, I'm going to look at uh, Robert McIntyre and a couple of other golfers in the tournament in the, in the top 30 market, actually. Uh, and all these golfers happen to be at plus 140 at DraftKings to finish top 30. And starting with Robert, Robert McIntyre, I mean, obviously the – the left-handed Scott uh, almost won last week at the, at the Scottish Open. I mean, when he hit that uh, middle wood on the 72nd hole within three and a half feet and made the putt for birdie, you know, he's got a one-shot lead, and Roy McIlroy has two very difficult closing holes, and uh, you think he's he's got a really good shot, and lo and behold, if McIlroy doesn't birdie them both and uh, win by a shot over McIntyre. But I like McIntyre plus 140 to finish top uh, – 30. He has a tied for eighth in the Open Championship in 2018, tied for sixth two years ago in 2021. So he's played well in this event. And then I also took Minwoo Lee at plus 140 mm. to finish uh, top 30. You know, he seems to, the Australian seems to have a little flair for the majors. He tied for 21st uh, last year at St. Andrews in the Open Championship. And then this year in the last two majors, he tied for 18th at the PGA, tied for fifth at the U.S. Open, uh, and then a little bit earlier this year, although not a major, some consider it the fifth major of the Players' Championship, Minwoo Lee actually led after 54 holes in that event. So I like Minwoo Lee at plus 140 to finish top 30. And Taylor Gooch, a live tour member, also at plus 140 uh, to finish top 30, a three-time winner this year on the live tour. All of those victories have been overseas. He's played in 10 previous majors, no top 10s to date, but he did tie for 14th in uh, last year's Masters, tied for 20th in last year's PGA Championship. So Taylor Gooch also at plus 140 to finish top 30. Yeah, he's been playing really well on that live tour, and people kind of uh, forget about that event, uh, obviously going on on every week, but whenever they play. So then who do you like in the outrights with numbers that are available right now, Paul? Yeah, I'm going to get four outrights and start with Brooks Kepka, 24 to 1. You know, it's no secret that uh, Brooks Kepka's uh, golf life revolves around the majors. This year, he almost won the majors, obviously, did win the PGA, his fifth major title. He's never won the Open Championship, but he does have three top six finishes in this event since 2017. So Kepka, 24 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, also the Live Tour. Seeing him now there at circa at 72 to 1, 
He tied for eighth last year in the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Been playing pretty well lately on the Live Tour. Tied for fourth this year at the PGA Championship and then tied for 20th at the U.S. Open. So I like his uh, chances at 72 to 1. And then Shane Lowry at 41 to 1. I heard Matt Newman mm. earlier uh, recommend Shane as well. He's regarded Lowry as one of the game's strongest win players. He's played well in recent years in the Open Championship. One, obviously, back in 2019, tied for 12th and 21, uh, and tied for 21st last year. And then Tommy Fleetwood at 30 to 1. You know, Fleetwood's just been playing at such a consistently high level recently. Feels like he could record that breakthrough victory uh, this week at the Open Championship. Uh, he's got a second uh, in this event and a tied for fourth in the last three editions. So, really like the way Fleetwood's playing Tommy Fleetwood at 30 to 1. Very yes. good. Yep. Yes. And two matchups here quickly. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, minus one twenty-five in a matchup. I can't read my writing. So, um, and then also DeChambeau plus one hundred five over Matsuyama. Who is the Fitzpatrick uh, matchup against? Fitzpatrick a minus one twenty-five over Justin Rose. There you That's go. One that I really like. Bryson DeChambeau plus one hundred five over Hideki Matsuyama. Very good. Thanks, Paul. Enjoy Sturgis. Good deal. Thanks for having me on. You guys have a great week. Yep. Follow him on well Twitter. Done. He is at Paul Stone Sports. There you go. All right, excellent. The uh, it's the Kepka thing really. He's paired with Cantley. He's going to lose his mind. Yeah, yeah. I can't get yep. there. He he can't stand the slow play. It drives him nuts. All, it's, no one's worse than Cantley. All I can think about is the look on Kepka's face and his body language. Was that for the Open Championship? What was it for? The PGA. It was one of the majors, obviously, this year. And he's just he's disgusted by. Yeah. How Kelly approaches. Well, he's not the only one. No, he's not. And he's also with Matsuyama, and they go early. And I love this wall-to-wall coverage, too. I think it's USA Network Thursday, Friday. But you're going from uh, midnight Pacific, 1, 1 a.m. Pacific. Right. Till like uh, 10, 11, whatever it's going to be. And then NBC takes over on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, and you got the, the Peacock stuff involved and all the other stuff uh, with the apps. It'll be Spieth, Fitzpatrick, and Day. Scheffler, Fairway Jesus, and Adam Scott. Okay, that's with a another good group. threesome. Yep, and I love how Tommy's playing. But you know, some of these guys—they're so hot and their form is so solid that the price has really got carried away. And look no further than Fowler, uh, Shoffley, Cam Smith, and Wyndham Clark, Lowry, Fowler, and McIntyre. That's juicy. Cam Young, Kim, and DeChambeau. Another threesome. And where are you at with JT? You want any part of him? I saw him 80 to 1 on the screen here. Yeah, he got that high. Yeah. I mean, he was really, really bad with one of the majors, but then bounced back and had a strong showing. Uh, one of the, uh, I, I, I can't a, get there. I also can't get there with Adam Scott, as humans talked about either. But I guess Wes will make a case for him coming up, but it's just horrible form in majors, too, yeah. with Scott, with a putter. I, I made a bet on Justin Thomas at half this price. When he was playing really, really well uh-huh. in a tournament like three weeks ago. I'll, I'll go ask you about two guys here. At what point do you think you're going to be tempted enough on Jordan Spieth? He's plus 37.50 right now at Circa, but you can find him at yeah. a lot of spots around 35 to 1. No interest. None? Nah. Don't like the guy either. What would you need? 50 so, uh, to 1? You're probably, yeah, in oh, that wow, range. Okay. I'll take, I'd rather have Rose. No? At that price, uh, give me Rose instead. I saw a great breakdown with uh, trends over the last 10 years. The two guys that stuck, stood out, Justin Rose and Victor Hovland, with trends that happened this year and how it ties in. Yep. Don't want Finau either. No, I'm not going to bet Finau. I bet uh, a while ago at Fowler, Fairway Jesus, and I have Morikawa. Um, okay. But the, the two of them were placed a while ago. It's This is always dangerous for me because the Open Championship has been on the board now for uh, you know a handful of months. I have too many future bets. It's like the Masters. I'm telling you right now, yeah. the, you're going to have the Masters on the board for 12 months. we got to wait till April. I'll have 10 guys in the Masters, and I'll hate myself at it next year. I was doing the math on how many guys I have last night. I'm like, wait, I have nine guys already in the outrights, I think. I'm Whoa. like, what? What did I do? How did that happen? Yeah. yeah. So, but, and I don't have Spieth, but that's tempting to me. And Dustin Johnson's another one. What if DJ drifts out to like 35 to 1? Could happen. He's got like really good, you know, he's, he's played really well at the, at the Open Championships in the past. Like that, if, it, if he would creep up that high, man. 
got some other threesomes here for you, pairings. Uh, you got Hovland, Finau, and JT. And then Rory is paired with Rahm and Rose. Oh, Dynamite. And Morikawa, Homa, and Hatton. All these guys are going off at around the same time. Bing, bang, boom, right in a row. It goes Bradley, M. Neiman, then Hovland, Finau, and Thomas tee off, then Rory, Rahm, and Rose, Morikawa, Homa, Hatton, Phil, Taylor, and Schenk. Yeah. Not bad. And then you finish the game with a couple other bearings, and then we'll talk to you on Friday. Yeah, and That's uh, great. This, this is the request. If Jeff Davis is listening from Circa at some point today or it gets back to him, can you move Scheffler back to 10-1, to 1, please? For, just for like 10 seconds and tell me when you're going to do it. Is that possible? I'm on. I'm traveling last week. I'm at the airport here in Las Vegas, and I keep refreshing the Circa app, and he's plus 975. I'm like, God, go to 10-1. to 1, I'll bet him right now. He never did. And I looked again like the next day when I'm in Texas. Hey, he's 10-1. to 1. 10 to 1, and then he puts together an awesome round. Oh, he's back to 750. Yeah. It's like uh, he was watching me on my app, wanting to bet 10 to 1, knew that I couldn't, like tempting me, and then, okay. There, there you go. He was 10 to 1. It lasted for like, it flashed. You never know. Crazy stuff can happen at this tournament, too. You know, the weather and who always, I mean, was that the year? Was it Tom Watson who almost won? He had the lead going into Sunday? That, that feels like it wasn't even that long ago. Yes. He was right there. Like a thousand to one or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, up next, inside a recent betting scandal. Oh, boy, you want to talk about as dumb as it gets. <laughs> You're going to sound the alarms if you do anything close to this. The foolish details are coming up next here on VSIN. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 